0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the heart of sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, are you all filled up on hot dogs and hamburgers after the fourth? No. Come on. Oh, that's right. You don't eat meat. Yeah. What, do you eat like a veggie
1: dog or what do you a, do on the fourth? A chicken burger or something. Oh, okay. So you still know. like Listen it. to those people, like, probably rolling. I don't know their if eyes. maybe you don't celebrate the fourth because of it. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? you have a good day? Look. Uh, Did right you watch n- some baseball? Well, right now I'm trying to figure out technology. So. This, okay, so for yeah. our
0: listeners, this is hilarious. Jeff is trying to get a split screen on his iPad, and since he can't get a split screen view, he picked up his iPhone to look it up. So, so we've got multiple technology failures <laughs> going on for and Jeff. And if that doesn't work, studio. I'll check on my watch. How's it's that? it's really funny watching him try to figure this but out. But it's important
1: because so. the first Summer League game is on.
0: That's right. You are watching yeah, so the we, Sixers G League Summer League team. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you seeing to start? Norvell Pell's playing well. You, you have some interesting information about the Summer League here and who is favored to win
1: it. And the value of predicting the summer league how do you consider this interesting okay so i agree with you i have information but the information is that the vegas sportsbook lists the knicks as the favorite to win the summer league which goes to show you that the summer league means nothing other than player development and you would have to be a total degenerate in order to bet on summer league and games. so you mentioned that
0: and i came back at you with during my college days, when I was occasionally interested in a game financially, there may have been games that had no meaning in any standings. that were exhibitions that I might have taken a financial interest in. Huh. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people bet it. There's a market. Look, here, here's Just the wait. Other. There's going to be more. You're going to be able to bet on the high score o- in look, the G League soon enough. The
1: only reason that I'm watching a Sixers slum- summer league game is, because, is to make sure that nobody gets hurt <laughs> because we've had a history in this city of people getting hurt at summer league games, right? Yes. Okay, so my hope is, is that matisse Bible <laughs> makes it through the game okay so that you have yeah. low expectations that's really all uh, quite frankly that's a high expectation at this point for sixers it, fans it is actually
0: a high yeah. expectation okay so let's talk about free agency mm-hmm. were you glued to your computer at six o'clock last sunday no i was texting you so you why all me. the information
1: came out beforehand you must have hated D- all the did you text. see adrian wojanowski was like the most followed person like in the world he was all over it and
0: I was nervous at the start, though. I mean, Butler was leaving, and Reddick. you got the news that he was signing first with New Orleans. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, um, who's going to be here? Then you find out that Tobias signs. Then you hear the Horford trade. Mm -hmm. So let's go through the staying, coming, going. All right. Which one you want to start with? Before we get to the Sixers, in the first six hours of free agency through midnight, there were 40 signings mm-hmm. for $2.73 billion.
1: And yet we're still waiting for one. Guy. 27
0: hours in, there were 60 player deals. And yet we're still waiting for $3.4 billion. Dollars. Right? Keep going. And Kawhi Leonard still hasn't signed. And I was listening earlier. I, I told you about it. Kawhi Leonard not signing as of like tomorrow starts to have a larger impact on what's going on. Because there's these trades that were made where the Lakers made a trade to get Anthony Davis. And if they don't have the cap space right to get Kawhi Leonard, they can't make that signing yet on the trade. So it goes back to your people wearing the wrong hats at the draft. Mm -hmm. There is some type of scenario where if Kawhi doesn't say that he's going to the Lakers or doing something— they may have to ask teams for a delay. Chaos. And it's not just New Orleans. It's the Hawks. It's everybody who was involved in that it's trade. It's total chaos. So
1: what do you think happens? Where do you think he signs? I think he's going to announce probably tonight. You do. But but here's the weird thing. How long did we wait for Bryce Harper to sign? And Machado. It was an entire offseason. Only, it's only four days into free agency, and everybody's like, Kawhi's holding everything up. This is a... It's a big decision for him. He's a guy who's from California. He spent his entire life there. That's where he grew up. He's He was traded. He didn't want to go there. He was traded to another country. Not just, I mean, it's a whole different thing. And, and look, if I were him, I'd stay because I love Toronto. I think it's an amazing city. Yeah, you're jealous. But you're not getting million to stay in Toronto. You could pay me half a million I'd <laughs> stay in Toronto. But... but what I, what I don't understand is why people are saying that he should make this decision quickly. It is a serious decision. It's, it's where you end up because raising your fans. family. They want
0: the episode of TV to end at a half hour. What I think is there funny has is... to be a start
1: and end conclusion. It's over. He signs. He's happy. He, he wins a title. Well, he's never happy. So that's part of the problem. But the funniest thing to me is he's told these teams, if anything gets leaked... I'm gone. So
0: how you feel in Toronto uh, yeah. when there's a news so, copter so flying overhead? So all of overhead. a
1: sudden, his plane lands at a private airfield. He gets off the plane. Supposedly, it's him because they couldn't get close enough. And there's helicopters flying, which I don't understand how helicopters got the right to fly over a private airfield. You would think that that would be protected. They do that. Then they follow him like it's it the, looks OJJs. Like the OJJs. I had the right? same
0: thing. To I'm a hotel. Wa- I'm watching and they're on the freeway. Just following it overhead. And I
1: have a theory. There's no proof of this, so it's just all allegedly. Oh, good. Let's go
0: throw something out there. Is Let's that just the, speculate is on that nothing. Is that the Lakers put
1: it out there? God, you are the worst. Why are you doing this on air? Tell me, this bef- tell
0: me this before we're live. Because it, so it's Palenka.
1: Why? So I, what, So you can tell me not to say it? Pretty much. No.
0: <laughs> can we go to the Sixers? Yeah. So
1: the process... So how much... Wait. So how much money are you putting down on the Knicks winning the
0: summer league? Oh, none. I quit that oh, stuff okay. a long time right. ago. But I'm just saying, don't uh-huh. look down on people because I was one of them. Lakers want Danny Green, apparently, too. <laughs> that's not going to so change my opinion. That's not going to change your opinion. <laughs> It won't help. No. All right, so the process is now the only person left from the process. The only person left from the Sam Hinkie era right. is Joel Embiid on this team now. Coming, all right. Let's go with going first. Jimmy Butler to Miami in a sign and trade. Boban to the Mavs two-year deal. TJ gets two years, well, seven you million. You want to talk about any of them? You're just going to off. And JJ Reddick goes to New Orleans. Okay. Of those players,
1: who are you most concerned about losing? Probably JJ Reddick, Believe it or not. Just be, just because I don't know if they've replaced his role, if they they're gonna as a have,
0: shooter or a defensive black hole. Because I think no, as a shooter, the, I think they filled the defensive role. It's Correct. the shooter that I have concerns. Yeah, about. Yeah, you're
1: no longer going to have a hundred and fifty point games. It, it's going to be a much different brand of basketball. The question is whether Brett Brown's going to be able to change the offense because Embiid has gotten so used to the pick and roll, especially with JJ Redick, S- is. Who do you have on this team that is able to shoot like?
0: I that? was listening to Brian Scalabrini on the radio, and he's called a lot of Boston games, and he talked about how well Alf Horford ran the pick and roll in Boston. So I think you're still going to see them run the pick and roll. Yeah, but he's not going to take concerns. J.J. Reddick's role. I have concerns about the spacing on the court. But they're also potentially going to look at Kyle Korver, who's going to get bought out in Phoenix after he was traded there. He's older than me. He is, but he can hit a three, and you can't drink a cup of water. So I'm not signing you. I'd sign him. What
1: are you talking about? How, you, you're, when you're, we go down to the Bluecoats tryouts, we'll see who gets farther. I've not right. said so when I we make We are definitely going.
0: When I make comments about you yeah. it never implies that I have a skill set that I make fun of there. I- I'm telling you. I have accepted long it ago. It is
1: now game on, okay? So you are now going down to you I have accepted with long ago
0: I do not have the skills to do anything physical at all. Uh, the I, fact that I, I haven't broken wait myself to by see start- somebody
1: like Haywood Highsmith just smack it back in your the face. The fact now.
0: that I haven't broken myself starting to yeah. work out at the gym is a minor miracle at this point. Yeah, Athletic ability left me when I was 15 years old.
1: Well, tell your trainer to up his game because <laughs> you're going to be real sore after that that open tryout.
0: So JJ is the one that concerns you most.
1: Yeah, only because, I mean you didn't answer my question though. So you you say that Al Horford is good at the pick and roll he but he's the same person that Embiid is in the pick and roll who's the guy that's actually
0: going to roll when I get to you the players that are coming yeah that's the hole there still isn't that shooter right who can knock it down that's that's my I'm not
1: concerned about Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler had a very good playoff Jimmy Butler does not fit this team Jimmy Butler has to be the guy and he is not going to be the guy on this team and he's a black hole when he gets the ball He's not a guy who gives it up. And look, I have to say, all I heard was Jimmy Butler likes to win. Jimmy Butler only cares about winning. Jimmy Butler's all about Miami. winning. Why? Why would you want to go to Miami? First of all, Miami had to basically give everybody away that's any good in to order to fit him in there.
0: And that almost didn't happen. That right. trade got held up too.
1: So why is Jimmy Butler going there? Other than it's it's South Beach and there's no taxes. Tell me why he's going there.
0: Couldn't tell you. But I'll tell you yeah. who's coming here. Josh Richardson's now in Philly. We'll get to his stats in a minute. Right. Tobias Harris, five years, $180 million. Maybe an overpay for him, but you keep him here. Al Horford, four years, $109 million. Mike Scott signs a two-year deal, 9.8 million. Mm-hmm. Kylo Quinn comes in as a backup now to M B veteran minimum. James Innes signs a two-year, four point one million dollar deal. And, and it looks don't. like they're making Shake Milton. A uh, full-time Sixer as well, and Pell Pell's a two-way player.
1: And they got that guy, Nito. Ne- Nito as yeah. the
0: backup point guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, now given that, mm-hmm. how do you feel about who is coming? And then the follow-up is, what holes, other than a shooter, are there now on this team?
1: Other than a shooter? Well, we've That's identified That's the hole.
0: We've identified that. So, there, there are other no, than a shooter, you are confident that this team is... Is in better position than they were
1: Life, last year. I think that they are a better team, but they are a less, less athletic team than they were last year.
0: I think they're a better defensive th- team. They are big, th- they a bigger,
1: not. slower team.
0: So behind or across from me, behind yeah. the glass, there's still a calendar up there that has Joel Embiid, <laughs> Ben Simmons, and Markel Fultz. Now his to, head I'm not gonna been, turn around but now but he has, has been head? pasted over with Al Horford. But last Why year, wouldn't it be Tobias Harris's head on there? But last year, the Sixers' starting lineup at the beginning of the season was, that, m- no, no. You, was wait. Markel Fultz, wait, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, yeah. Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. Right. I'm not comparing to the end of the season lineup. Compared to the beginning of season lineup le- last year, mm-hmm. how do you think this team stacks up both on their bench and as their starting lineup? I
1: still think they're better. Okay. Uh, this year. But but I still have a concern about where they're going to get the three-point shooting from. Tobias kind of went backwards with regard to his three-point shooting. I don't know what's going on behind me, but I'm not going to turn around. If he just keeps uh, saying
0: Kyle Korver is
1: the answer to every question. Kyle Korver. He's going to Kyle solve Kyle Korver everything. is not going to be able to reach the basket. He's <laughs> so old. But if he doesn't need to reach it. He just needs to toss the ball in it. Uh,
0: look, I'm not saying it's a perfect solution. They're in a place right now where... Yeah. It's likely that they're going to have to make a trade for a shooter in season. Well, I, if they look, want to do that, I
1: think Shake is going to be a bigger. you are so this. big on Shake. Milton. I am. Is I, that
0: just because we interviewed him first? No,
1: I, I think that Shake has all these skill. He has a skill set in order to be the the second wave of shooter. I don't think he's going to obviously be a starter at the beginning of the season, but I think that he provides that second wave of offense. Did you get excited that Ben Simmons is in the gym working out with Dwayne Wade? I saw he's keeping his
0: elbow in. You know, it's funny you say that. That yeah. was the response that everybody on Twitter had right. in the mentions was his elbows in and his hands behind the ball. Mm-hmm. So everybody was analyzing that like one freeze frame of a shot from him shooting.
1: To be fair, that's better than Markel Fultz did.
0: He's still not shooting, apparently. He's not playing anything. He's not in the summer league. They don't know when he's going to come back. All right. So Josh Richardson in 1819, he put up 16.6 points a game. 1819. Four- 2018, 2019. Are you confused, <laughs> Jeff? Years. Last year. His career high was against Golden I State, 18, 37 19. points. He played in 73 games, had mm-hmm. 20 20-plus 20 point games, 44 15-plus point games, and 64 10-plus point games. In this lineup, how do you think he fits in this rotation? And does that all depend on he's the role? Robert?
1: He's Robert Covington. Can he be that guy? The, the question... Well, th- I, not only do I think he can be that guy, I think he can be a more consistent that guy. Okay. Covington's big problem was his defense was always consistently good. His offense was either on or off. I mean, you could go to a Covington game, and he could just start splashing threes, and then the next 10 games he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And it was a, I believe it was a confidence thing with him. I don't know anything about Jefferson's confidence, but he seems like a more consistent version of Robert Covington, which is what they need. The other thing I like about Al Horford is
0: you're basically putting another coach on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're putting somebody who can show Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid how to be professionals. Apparently, the last two years, uh, Al Horford ch- changed who he does his conditioning with, and he's in the best physical shape of his career, even though he's older. And so, hopefully, that can wear off on the double milkshake drinking Embiid. To try and get milkshakes weren't his big problem. It was the the four bags of Chick fil A. So, my hope is that the sting from the loss, Mm -hmm. coupled with the people they're bringing in and the hungry that they have now, is sort of a perfect storm where those guys improve because they're sort of embarrassed. You know, Ben Simmons was exposed. In the playoffs? Twice. This
1: is the second year. Second, second year in, so in a row. It wasn't the first year. He was exposed two years Embiid in And Bede had
0: to stand there and watch that mm-hmm. after not really being able to be there for his team as much as he wanted to because of his
1: health. I don't know. Am I just being optimistic and hopeful? You're you're hoping among hope that this is what's going to happen, and you should. Because Ben Simmons, if he comes in and in the first game doesn't shoot a jumper it's and a problem. make one, that's it.
0: I don't even care if he makes it. No, I you just do. N- you you have to care. I if want he makes him to make the point. first one, yeah. but I
1: don't care if he makes them as much as I care if he shoots. Them. No, no. You you. Th- this is the year that he has to. People are going to compare his situation, rightly or wrongly, to Pascal Siakam. <coughs> hey, we. You hear the guy? Somebody on the line?
0: sneezing on the line. Well, we we br- we're bringing this professional broadcaster, Mike Ventola, from the uh, Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, on, and he comes on and he sneezes on the phone. What is that? I I did not sneeze on the phone. <laughs> It was something I just let out a little cough. Just, oh, okay. just a little cough. I'll I'll get the dump button ready if I need to. Don't worry, I'll be, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 here for you. So, are you uh, recovered from the walk off home run last night that John Hernandez put out there?
2: Yeah, I've recovered. Uh, well, pretty cool seeing the way the uh, pigs uh, rallied back last night.
0: Yeah, you're seeing some fun stuff out there. You got Nick Williams, who basically hasn't had a game that he hasn't hit since he went back down. John Hernandez launching the ball out. must have been Jeff's interview with him that we played on the show for High Hopes that inspired him to do that, right? That's how it works? I was
2: about to say, it definitely had something to do with you two guys. Um, No, Jeff did without interview.
1: Jeff's an inspiring person, how that
0: works.
2: (laughs) Well, that's that's
0: no surprise.
1: So so for people that don't know yet, uh, Mike Ventola is uh, one of the voices of the Iron Pigs, uh, along with their marketing and promo guru. Yes, we want to talk promotions. Because you got good stuff going on out there. Well, the big—I like think we have some good stuff going on. Well, rumor has you—you you have one that uh, the merchandise cannot stay on the shelves long enough this weekend. So, can you tell us a little bit about this John thing?
2: Yeah, this John thing that uh, is happening on this Sunday. So, the Iron Pigs are going to be known as the Lehigh Valley John in our salute to Philly game, which has been an annual thing now for the past few years so when we came to deciding on the john we figured okay what can really be something that can kind of be funny fun entertaining but also to kind of be simple and we settled on the john because the john of course is a person place or thing it could be anything because let's be honest i'm right now sitting on the john talking to you guys on the john and you two are a <laughs> bunch of johns and the guy that Answered my phone calls at John, so that's how it goes.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a Smurf episode. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's my problem
0: with it, and I'm going to be honest. Uh, Jeff's gone to the mailbox every day hoping that there would be some type of John package there for him, uh, only to, to have a sad face afterwards. He He hasn't seen any John gear yet. I don't know. We
2: well, can know. certainly go to RedJohn That's right. You or can make go another buy trip it, Jeff. up here to Coca Cola Park and get to the majestic clubhouse store and get his John that's gear. That's how much. Ben so, told so him was
1: RedJohn Was that a play on words with the the old eighties movies, Red Dawn? Oh
2: God. Yeah, Red John. So, uh, nice. yep, that's where fans can go get their merchandise and all that good stuff.
0: This isn't the first time you guys have had a promotion sort of go viral. Last year, they they had the LeBron James stuff going on. Um, how do you go about? The business of coming up with this because i'll be honest jeff loves the custom jersey nights and bobblehead giveaways you should see the collection that his son has in his room jeff how many are there there's, a, there's
1: probably over 150 yeah
0: he's got he's got a lot of yeah. the bobbleheads a lot of them hand. were iron pigs and uh, blue claws and redding so how where do you come up with the creative ideas to do this kind of stuff
2: well, it takes a team of us, whether it's with our general manager, Carl Landis, um, our VP of marketing and entertainment, Lindsay Knopp, and there's a few of us where we just sit and kind of really just throw ideas against the wall and what we feel can stick, or sometimes even the ones that come popping off the wall Or tends to be the ones that we can kind of go with, because even some ideas we feel may not be good end up kind of being pretty good. So it's, um, we just kind of really like to jump into um, what's going on in society or obviously what's trending, any anniversary, things of that nature. We kind of just really sit down and try to put creative spins on certain topics.
1: All right. So you, you've been doing this for a while. Which one, uh, not just with the Iron Pigs, of all the ones that you've ever been involved with, which one is the one that you said, this is going to be a hit and just turned out to be a disaster and vice versa?
2: Oh, man, you put me on the spot here.
0: That's what we do. Jeff asks the hard-hitting questions on the radio.
2: (laughs) You know, it's funny because I've seen a lot of promotions over the years. You know what's funny? um, Can I say something that I wasn't a part of but something I witnessed? Sure. Sure.
1: Throw somebody else under the bus.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I certainly will. Um, When I was in the independent leagues, um, I was uh, out in um, southern Illinois for two years, the Team called the Florence Freedom. They were in our league. They actually had a um, bobblehead promotion of Monte Teo's girlfriend.
1: Oh and no! And it was nothing
2: given out. It was yeah. just an empty
0: box. Oh, oh God! Oh, that's that's not right. <laughs> that, that I love it, Jeff. You should have asked yeah. about that before we got on the air because my reaction there is shocking. All right, so what's the best one you've seen? And, and is it one that like you expected to be big or something that just blew up?
2: You know, um, it's funny. A lot of the ones I've seen that have been suc- successful, we expected them to be pretty good. You know, in all seriousness, and I'm not saying it just because I've been a part of it, but this John thing has been probably the biggest promotional piece I've ever been a part of.
0: I know you're everywhere. Every time I turn on my T V or listen to the radio, you're there. So you're like the seventy fifth person we're the seventy fifth person you've talked to pretty much at this point from my view. You know, I've talked about
2: so much John (laughs) that I'm just ready for Sunday to come and go. Like I'm (laughs) over it.
1: We're gonna change your name to Mike John Tola. Uh, please don't uh, yeah, do that. Well, you guys are good with puns. Well, you know, one of the good things, though, about about this promotion and a lot of the promotions that the Iron Pigs do is, is it, it's not just a promotion for fun. There's actually a charity benefit to this. There's a benefit to the community. Um, with this one, I believe you're auctioning off the jerseys after the game, right?
2: Yeah, that is correct.
0: And and it gives people an opportunity to, one, get their, their piece of the, the players Join. in the action. Get their own piece Look, of joy. Look, I'm telling you, I got a friend who the second he saw it he, going back to when we were 18 years old he called uh, called everything john and so the second that he saw that they were doing that promotion i got a message and he was pretty excited asking if i knew anybody to get gear and i had to tell him the same answer that ventola just told you uh, go to redjohn.com and you can buy it yourself
2: <laughs> that's right it's to redjohn.com but um, you know what you guys mentioned about the community relations aspect of it so you know the jersey auction and the cap raffle are going to benefit iron pigs charities and also to the mercy school of special learning so we're pretty excited about it
1: now you're also having some some other interesting promotions one of the ones that i thought was, was just picked out his favorite here yes for i did you, i so. picked out a couple favorites and the first one is july 24th pig yoga explain yourself please <laughs> Explain
2: myself. Well, Explain I was not a part yoga of that. Idea. <laughs> well, pretty much what pig yoga is exactly what it sounds like. So, what people are going to be coming onto the field in center field, and there's going to be pigs, and people are going to be doing yoga as the pigs are kind of just hanging out.
1: And and when we're talking about pigs, it's not going to be Ferris and Fifi, their mascots. It's going to be real live pigs who are going to be walking around the field while people are doing yoga, right? Correct. Can only imagine all kinds of the pigs.
3: Could be
2: big pigs, teacup sized pigs. You name it. Wait, can do you get?
1: Do you get to bring your own pig, or is or are the Iron Pigs going to provide the pigs?
2: Well, the company that we're working with will be providing the pigs.
0: I'm sure the grounds crew is thrilled about that giveaway, Jeff. I'm going to skip and take mine before you go to the yeah. other ones. August 8th, make Adam Sandler great again night. Tell me about that because I love Adam Sandler and can do all kinds of movie lines. So I might have to go out for that one.
2: So, as you know, like with Adam Sandler, he hasn't been in a real big movie in a long time. So, we figured um, we can have some fun with it. And I know he's kind of making a comeback. So, fans are going to get the opportunity to get a back-to-school lunch bag,
0: Ah. which is brought to
2: you by our good friends at Olympus. And also, too, we're going to have some pre-game wrestling. And the revolting blob is going to be here.
1: Get out! That's Real awesome. the, guy, the guy who's play, who played the revolting blob is going to be there. That's awesome.
2: Not the guy. Yeah. But I'm just saying the revolting blob himself will be there.
1: Okay. Jeff, give do all one right, do so, one more do the right. August 25th one uh, because I'm, then we have a caller. Who I'm wants very to intrigued by this. Um, what is the air giveaway <laughs> on August 25th? It's exactly what you just said. We're giving away air. <laughs> I love how do, how do you give away air what do you what do you package it in
2: what else would you package air in? <laughs>
1: Jeff, t- are you giving away tires you see what there? I'm doing here he's, yeah. he's not giving you anything no way well Mike could could we ask that we have a couple people that want to call, call in and talk about these promotions could you t- you have a couple minutes to take a call
2: I have a couple of minutes
1: all right
0: caller you are on the line go ahead with your question or comment
3: yeah, how you doing? I'm Lyle from Allentown.
0: <laughs> L- Lyle, how you doing? What do you I, What do you got to ask?
3: I have a question for Mitch Ventola.
0: <laughs> uh, it's 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 Mike. He's he's Mike. What but exactly
3: is it, John? Explain it to what me. What exactly please. is it, John? <laughs> I think
0: yeah, I know who I this person may
2: actually really be.
0: You don't. You don't think it's it's Mitch from Allentown?
2: Um, no, it is. It may be Mitch from Allentown. Did, did
3: you guys? But I think I know Mitch really, really well. Do you? Uh, did what, you guys? Where'd you get Mitch from? I told the guy's name. I was Lyle. Uh,
1: I d- <laughs> it, it didn't say Lyle either up there. For, for those that Who's don't, Mitch? For, for those that don't know, you can now expose yourself.
0: <laughs> Greg Greg Caserta with the Redding Fightins, who spent a lot of time in the booth with Mister Ventola over the past few years, decided he wanted it's to an call. Ambush, we, when we it is
2: an ambush, and I can tell it's your voice too, pal.
0: <laughs> when uh uh-huh. when uh he because found, I
2: know you would call in this instance.
0: When he found out, just that do he, what you can to get me going. Yes, when he found out you were coming on, he, he decided that he wanted to call and join in the fun, and we decided that w- we were cool with that. <laughs> Why not? And so, what, and because what, you
2: guys are cool cats.
1: We have a good time. Yeah. Plus, you know, what better way? We got a reading. We got a reading doubleheader tonight at five. So uh, Caserta wanted to join the fun, and instead and of preparing for his pregame, he's got nothing exactly. to do. This could be a part of the pregame. It is part of the pregame. We, we basically
0: are the pregame today. We're, we're leading right in since they <laughs> started. All right. So, so 5-0-5. Who, ha-
1: who has the best story about the other one? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. First one to go. I think
3: Greg may pre- have go a good story here. about me. All right, All right go Greg, ahead. go ahead. All right, so I'm gonna tell one, and I know Mikey's probably gonna figure out where I'm going with this. And you have to bear with me because I keep hearing myself on like the bounce back. So if I uh, flub a word here and there, just bear with me. Um, oh, there we go. Look at that. There we so, go. So uh, last year, I believe, or it might have been 17. Either way, the uh, Fisher Cats had an outfielder named Connor Panis. <laughs> And because Mikey and I are very childish, any time one of us would say his name, uh, the other one would hit the cough button and always giggle. Um, so there was that. And then the other thing that I can think of, um, things that I can actually share, Mikey is not a fan of overshifting. Oh, really neither is Jeff. Oh, Mike, either my. Um, Jeff just became so a big that, fan. But he really hates when teams throw and a fourth outfielder out there like if they overload and they throw the fourth outfielder out there so he hates that anytime we'd go to commercial break he would curse for about 90 seconds before <laughs> we came back on the air the other thing mikey hates and this might actually be the biggest one of all and we both kind of share this that being said uh i think my saltiness really rubbed on him because in 2017 our first year together i was the grumpy one and last year he took the reins and ran with it
1: that i don't um, believe
3: a pitcher comes set and the umpire calls for time, and the pitcher either stops short or throws the pitch. Mikey would get really pissed about that too. So wait, um, I Greg, want to go again, back to—he's to, he's a sweet guy. I want to go and back. All these little things would set him off.
0: I want to go back to you saying you're not the grumpy one.
1: Jeff and I really aren't sure about that. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't. I'm not if, buying that one at all. All right, Ventola, but, what, tell up. us a little bit about Greg. Mike. Yeah, Mike, I have a question for you because because uh, Greg seems to on his off days. Going, (laughs) going, going to nice restaurants, taking pictures of wine, personal care, uh, spa days. Uh, uh, is is he a, a diva?
2: <laughs> Not only is he a diva, but he's definitely bougie. He's really a bougie guy. <laughs> when and dow pinky out, okay? That's Greg Caserta. You know, he loves to talk about his fine wines and his, you know, three course meals and making sure the steak is cooked to pristine perfection. Yeah, he posted you know? a picture of his steak last
0: night. Can... I saw it on. And our that's Twitter. how
2: Greg Caserta is. That's how Greg and I rolls. I say this lovingly because I'm glad he brought up the whole him being the grumpy one in 2017 because that's my story in regards to Greg because the first year you're thinking, okay, he's closer to home. He had been with the Richmond Flying Squirrels. He was excited to be closer to home where he's from in New Jersey. But you, know, I was getting ready to actually trade him back to <laughs> Richmond for almost a bag of balls because he was so grumpy all the time. Where I actually got to the point where the running joke was whenever we saw you know clouds come over First Energy Stadium, and, you know, we're thinking, oh, my goodness, here come the clouds. And one of us would go, oh, no, that's just Greg Caserta up, you know, above in the sky, oh. you know, because <laughs> that's how it was with him. He was a grumpy guy. And because he it was like uh, osmosis or whatever, he turned in, I turned into him and I became the grumpy one last year because of the overshifting and because of this <laughs> and because of that. And then Greg would just sit there and just smile and poke a little fun here and there. And by the way, off the air. We, some stuff we can't really uh, say too much, but a lot of inside jokes. Greg and I had a lot of inside jokes um, when it came to not only stuff off the air, but also to on the air as well, too.
0: Jeff's going to be asking about some of those stories, and mentola I have a feeling that when Jeff pays you a visit next time, you will hear a lot about the shift. He has very strong uh, please, opinions. Not.
2: Don't get me going. Is, I, I don't get me going. He, him in too. I'm today. Don't get me going. If, yeah. if I want to get him We're worked
0: up. We're both going to need the dump button. If, if I want to get, get him shift. worked up, all I do is mention the shift or LeVar Ball. Those two, it's guaranteed to get him going. So
2: I'd rather hang out with LeVar Ball than see the overshifter. <laughs> wow,
0: that's that's <laughs> that, going far. That is far. We yeah. would be remiss having you both on if we didn't preview tonight's game a little bit in Reading and talk about some of the guys that you're seeing in the system. Go ahead, Jeff.
1: So, I mean, look, you guys get to see these guys mm-hmm. every day more than, you know, anybody else in, in our listening audience. And so, you know, what do you see in these guys, especially, look, for example, Mickey Moniak, you've both seen Mickey Moniak play. You know, we, we, we deal with people that are constantly attacking us when we sit there and say, look, you got to be patient with this guy. He's still one of the youngest guys in the league. Uh, and he's still developing. What do you guys see, and, and what do you see of his future?
3: Well, I guess I'll take the lead on this one only because he's uh, been with us, and uh, I know people are curious, hey, do you think he'll get up this year? And my my answer to that has always been no. Um, not that he doesn't deserve it at some point, but I still think that, like you guys said, Uh, He did only turn 21 at the end of May. So uh, I think something that you guys and I probably talked about the last time you came to visit Reading. if Mickey Moniak was, let's say, the 20th pick in the draft or uh, let's say the 15th pick, he would not be under the microscope as much as he is because of that designated 1-1 label. But if you look at the first month of the season, and he was hitting under 200, and then you look at what he's done uh, since then, and grant that he's on the IL right now with a slight hamstring injury, uh, but he's top 10 in the Eastern League in hits, runs scored, doubles. Um, he's got nine triples, which is three more than any other player in the Eastern League. He's got 32 extra base hits. He's top five in total bases and top 15 in slugging, and he's played plus defense in center field. So. To me, I don't really know what people are looking for or scratching their heads for with him. Um, I don't think it's realistic. Uh, to expect every guy to hit 20 home runs and drive in 100. Uh, There's a way to be a successful and effective double-A player. And uh, for a guy that for the first half of last year was still very lost at the plate, you look at what he's done for the last calendar year, and it's been spectacular. So I think people, uh, again, need to kind of shed that 1-1 label because not everybody's going to be Bryce Harper. Uh, There are plenty of guys that get discovered later in drafts. There are plenty of guys that – uh, are high picks that don't pan out. But, uh, you know, I think Mickey Moniak, and I was just talking about this with, uh, with manager Sean Williams last night, he is, uh, he's very close to really figuring it out, and he's already, in my opinion, figured it out. So to me, I, you know, I think he's exactly where he should be. I don't really think there's much that needs to change, He's cut down on his swing and miss. He's not chasing as many pitches off the outside. And uh, he's one of the best tie ball hitters I've ever seen. So, uh, And, you know, personally, he's one of the nicest guys I've ever been around. I love seeing him at the ballpark. He's a great kid. So uh, he's he's been one of the great stories of the year as far as I'm concerned.
1: All right. Now, Mike, I know you got to get going, but before you go, give us a name that if, if you had, if you had uh, a crystal ball, the guy you think would be the next hitter up uh, to the Phillies. That you, that you see at the Iron Packs?
2: Right now, I would almost have to sit there and think that because he's playing at such an elite level that they'd almost have to get Nick Williams back up there at some point just because he's in the midst of a 23-game hitting streak. Now, five of those games were from when he last played in you know, 2017, so he's in the midst of a 17-game hitting streak here in 2019, and he has just not looked bad at all. He's been so good. That it's just been really fun to see. And I would just think of Philadelphia, um, who, you know, if they're needing a bat at some point, they're going to just have to pull the trigger and get him back up there. So, you know, and I know for Adam Hazley, I think a big part of his development will need to still continue to be here right now. And, um, you know, the infield is kind of pretty much stand pat. So I know you got some veterans that. You know, would love to get up there. So, but not right now, guys. I just think with what Nick Williams has been able to do, he's been a good soldier doing everything asked by this coaching staff down here. So, um, I would definitely say keep an eye on Nick Williams at some point.
1: All right, Mike, uh, thank you for joining us. And, and before we let you go, where can we buy our John merchandise?
2: You get to redjohn.com, and I can promise you, you will not see Greg Caserta's face on So <laughs> No, we
0: we definitely will not, and we look forward to, you can catch Greg Caserta and Kirsten Karbach right after we get off the radio for a doubleheader with Redding. You want some good pitching, you got David Parkinson and Damon Jones. Well, hold on, we're tonight, still going to ask Greg about that, but
1: Mike's got to go. Oh, you're going to so, keep yeah. Greg uh-huh. on? Awesome. Yeah, Greg, you got a couple more minutes? Of course. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Mike, you have a great call tonight. Looks, We'll look forward to seeing you soon. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the surprise from our caller from Allentown.
2: Absolutely. Well, boys, it was a pleasure talking with you. And, uh, for those of you who are listening and get ready for some fighting Phil's baseball, I will be back at baseball town next week, so guess what, Caserta? Uh-oh. <laughs> we're reuni- we're going to reunite, but just from one booth to the other. So okay, Is that a okay, threat or a, all a
1: promise? Of a- all of a
3: sudden he's being nice because he needs a couch to crash on. That's all that <laughs> means. That's I mean. exactly what I do. Can you get that couch ready for me? That, Thanks, pal. Yeah, I, that I, got, he, I got you, buddy.
0: He wants a hot dog in the press <laughs> box. Have a good one, Mikey.
1: Take it all easy. See you, boys. Alright, all right, hey, Gre- so Greg, you-, you got two games to call tonight. Um,
3: oh yeah I love love doubleheaders so much fun <laughs> yeah
1: you've expressed that before Um uh, but it's, it, just, it, it, it's, it'd
3: it's be... like every week and a half
0: hey greg it'd be great if you offered a strong opinion every once in a while we have no idea where you stand What's on things
1: but but with regard to these two games they might not be long games because you have two really good pitchers going for Redding. can you tell who's pitch- tell us who's pitching
3: Yeah, we got the two lefties, and uh, the first one I'm looking forward to because uh, whenever David Parkinson has returned home to Richmond, he has been spectacular. He's won both his starts here, and uh, because he grew up in nearby Henrico, only about 20 minutes away, he always has a lot of family and friends come. Uh, So this has been his favorite place to pitch, as a matter of fact, uh, for the entire season. And then Damon Jones has been uh, as good as it gets. Uh, Three starts, he's barely broken a sweat, he's allowed two earned runs, in just 18 innings of work. He has struck out 25. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, they can do what they've been doing all along. Uh, David uh, recently coming off a win against uh, Portland his last time out. Um, he's been much better on the road than he has been at First Energy Stadium, which is something that you see from a lot of guys uh, in their first year in Reading. But, uh, yeah, hoping for it. Um, you know, the Squirrels are playing better than they were the last uh, couple of months of the season. Uh, certainly a better team than the one that we saw a few weeks ago. But the final have played them very well this year and they're five and one at the diamonds so uh, like you guys said I'm hoping for a nice hour 40 maybe hour 45 in and out both games and uh, then I'll be able to enjoy my Saturday or my uh, my Friday night
0: we'll watch for what you post that you're reading I did want to ask you before we let you go about Alec Bohm he's the other person you yeah. hear when people ask like oh is he gonna be up quickly he's risen pretty quickly up two levels this year seems to really just be tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, your thoughts on what you're seeing out of him right now.
3: He's the real deal. I mean, it, I remember uh, just seeing about him and reading about him as we got going during the season, and he gets the quick bump up from Lakewood to Clearwater. And you're thinking, all right, you know, maybe he'll hit that bump in the road. Maybe he'll slow down a little bit. And no, he actually got better there. Then you're thinking, okay, maybe he is going to come to Redding. And then he gets up here, and he's had big moments already. Uh, he's had two game-winning hits he's played very good defense at third base uh he is not the personality that mickey Moniak is like i was alluding to before um he's a guy that's uh very business oriented but he does get along with all these guys he fits in right away and uh, it's amazing what he's done because i can't think of a guy as long as i've been doing this now since 2011 2013 in affiliated baseball that has made the jump as quickly as he has now Will they send him to Lehigh Valley at some point? That would be a a pretty amazing thing to jump three levels in one year. Uh, But the Phillies really aren't doing things conventionally. I mean, the amount of roster moves that they make, the amount of shuffling that goes back and forth between Allentown and Philadelphia, especially in the bullpen, uh, they might think outside the box a little bit. They're clearly fast-tracking him. He continues to defy expectations at every level that he's been at. And uh, selfishly, I hope he stays because he's been an instrumental part of this line up. It's amazing how well the fight and Phils have played, given the fact that they've lost both Adam Hazley and Austin Listy, two of your middle of the order hitters. And uh, they're the first team in the Eastern League or uh, in the Eastern Division to 50 wins. So uh, I, I love this team. I've been telling you guys that all year. Not only are they playing well, but it's the best group of guys I've ever been around. And uh, like I said, Alex fit in with these guys very quickly. So it's been uh, it's been fun to watch.
0: You mentioned Hazley and Listy, and for our, our listeners who aren't familiar. Hazley sort of got a cup of coffee before he hurt himself up with the Phils. He's at Lehigh Valley. stuff's up at Lehigh Valley. He's one of our more fun interviews. We enjoyed talking to Listy. Uh, can you give the listeners a little bit of information about them, too?
3: Yeah, two guys that I enjoy uh, for different reasons. Adam Hazley is a very interesting dude. He's got a very quirky sense of humor. Uh, our running joke was that during our home games, I always go down onto the field to interview the player of the game. And no matter who the player of the game was, Adam would always walk by and shake his head and say, I'm not talking to you tonight. Uh, so we always had that running joke going back and forth. Are you sure it's a joke? Uh, yeah, isn't that, isn't that amazing? <laughs> So I I liked Adam a lot. I Uh really did. I thought he was one of the more polished hitters uh, that I've seen in my three years with the Phillies organization. Uh, A guy that I think I've said it on the air a million times when he's going well, he's using the opposite field. He's a very good outfielder. I wouldn't say great, but he's a very solid outfielder. Uh, can play any of the three, although I think they probably view him as a center fielder long term. And Austin Listy, aside from being last year's Paul Owens Award winner as the Phillies Minor League Player of the Year, Uh, probably the the closest I've ever gotten to a player that I've covered. Um, I I said this to him when he did get called up, um, you know, and it's true. I had more conversations with Austin about things outside of baseball than any other player that I've ever been around. Uh, Again, you guys joke about my love for steak. He and I shared that. Uh, We talked about different steakhouses all the time that we wanted to go to. Did you go to Uh, a rodeo with him? No, we never did. That's the thing is we never really got a chance to do anything uh, outside the ballpark. Mm -hmm. But, again, he's a guy that um, even just a couple of days ago we were texting. He was on the bus going up to Buffalo. And uh, he's a guy that I'll stay in touch with forever because he's just a a really good person, uh, a guy that um, he's kind of older than he seems. Like, he seems like a guy that's probably in his early 30s like I am, whereas he's only 25 years old. Um, So I think he's got an old soul. and uh, aside from being a terrific hitter, he was a really solid third baseman for us after some hiccups early on, trying to learn and adapt to a new position. Uh, but again, I can't say enough things uh, personally about Austin because, uh, again, in terms of players that I've covered and been around, he's the closest that I've ever gotten. To.
1: You know, I, I had a chance to talk to Austin last week, and one of the things that struck me about him was how level-headed he is. And, and because, yep. it, it, let's face it, at the beginning of the season, he had a really rough time. Um, and somehow has just picked it up. And when I asked him about it, his response was he didn't think he's been doing anything differently. It's just that the ball started to drop. Um, what have you seen, if anything as as far as what, what turned for him?
3: I think you could say about him – you could say the same thing about several guys with this team because Hazley's first month was not very good. Moniac's first month was not very good. Derek Hall's first month wasn't very good. And uh, all along, hitting coach Tyler Henson said, just give it time, just give it time. And I think five or six weeks into the season, we were still waiting. And then all of a sudden, something clicked where everybody kind of got going at once I'm not going to use the weather as an excuse because I think anybody can hang their hat on that and use it as a way out. I just think these guys never really lost confidence. I think they realized that what they were doing uh, was just not working in the moment, but that eventually it would turn around, such as the cyclical nature of this game. And uh, I give them all a lot of credit for having that polished and mature approach because uh, it's very easy to get lost. And, uh, you know, you can talk to any number of guys that had a lost season. Sometimes all it takes is a bad stretch, and it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the way. And that never happened with any of these guys that I mentioned. So, uh, you know, I give credit to them, but I also give credit to Sean Williams because uh, he's done an incredible job along with Tyler Henson, pitching coach Aaron Fultz, and uh, our other coach, Nelson Prada. Uh, Again, it's a testament to the work that they've done. It's a fun group. It's a loose group. It's a group of guys that feels confident, and uh, when they come to the ballpark, they expect to win, and uh, they're doing it because they're having fun. So uh, to me, again, and I reiterated this before, it's the best year that I've ever had uh, calling games just because this is a special group to be a part of.
0: Well, we're going to let you go rest those vocal cords for a few minutes before you hop back on the air here on 610 right after we finish up. Uh, always great to talk to you. look forward to seeing you when you come out next time when we get out there and thanks so much for giving us a few minutes and uh, doing a little ambush. We hope that there's no um, and, extra innings tonight. No, no no no.
3: No, we don't want that. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll try and get like I said, we'll try and get out of here in under two hours in both games. And believe me the guys, guys know, I love
0: The guys behind the glass don't want any extra innings either. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they take, gotta stay as long as Vito, you do okay? <laughs> yeah we're divino <laughs> is losing guys. his mind behind the glass right now actually so yeah, don't worry well, about got, it. he's
3: gonna be stuck with me for the next five hours so it's not gonna get any better he well,
0: seems he seems thrilled have a great call tonight and uh we'll talk to you soon thanks greg
3: thanks a lot fellas talk to you soon
0: bye-bye all right jeff uh that's we could talk to them all the time uh but let's let's hit break now uh uh, we'll talk about the maddening Phillies, a little soccer, a little more when we get back. Sports lets people live their dreams, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. But what's your unimaginable? Do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? To push your limits? The Fatty clothing brand believes we're all capable of going far beyond we previously imagined. To overcome your obstacles and achieve your goals. Life gives you the chance to push harder, to dream bigger, and to do whatever it takes to conquer the unimaginable. And to do it with A Fatty you, the original street leisure clothing brand. Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports, with the biggest names on and off the field, It's the Heart of Sports, each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN. With former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville, Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's the Heart of Sports, Fridays at 4 p.m. Welcome back to the heart of sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. Jeff, you ready to get back on the air? Yeah, sure. Just making sure no headphones, your text in a way. You still trying to figure out how to do a split screen? Yes. <laughs> okay, just checking. Um,
1: Feel free to call on at any show to help me with my Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> Want to
0: join in? Give Jeff some tech tips. Eight 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 seven two eight nine nine four one. Jeff, uh, I, I enjoy more talking about the minor leagues now because yeah. the big league team is driving me insane.
1: What? What's What's bothering you, brother?
0: So for the first time, the Phillies are in third place. Yeah. They've lost 20 of their last 32. Yeah. On May 29th, they led the Braves by three and a half games and the Nationals by 10. And now they are behind the Nationals and six and a half back from the Braves. They are 25 and 25 against teams above 500, 21 and 16 against teams with a losing mark. Mm-hmm. Yet, they're still only like a game out of the wild card. Right. How should I feel about this team right now? Because I am of the opinion that buying is probably not in this team's best interest right now. Because well, it depends I don't, on what you're buying. I don't think they can buy enough to fix all of the holes that they have. Everybody keeps telling me, oh, the bullpen guys are going to come back. Mm-hmm. I got you the bullpen guys' ERAs before they went down.
1: Can you do me one favor before you go through them? Yes. Yes. Let's just skip Nicasio, I'll skip Nicasio. Okay, fine. Pat Neshek, Uh 5.
0: David Robertson, 5.4. Jared (laughs) Eickhoff, 5.71. Sir Anthony Dominguez, 4.01. So somebody can tell me that reinforcements are coming in the bullpen, but they Mm. need starting pitching.
1: Wait, wait, wait. David Robertson threw a total of six-plus innings. I'm just saying. So you can't – if he comes back healthy – that's as as big a move as you're going to get. Okay, so now Sir, we'll have two arms in the bullpen we can trust. Victor Arano was pretty good last year.
0: The only one, uh, but he had an ERA under four. Yeah, but he, he, he only
1: but he only pitched four innings. You can't. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but his ERA doesn't matter when you pitch four innings, whether it's ten or zero. It it doesn't really matter. It's not an it's not enough of a sample size. So then you have Sir Anthony Dominguez, and if I'm hoping he comes back, if he comes back, that was another. Great move last year. So the the bullpen doesn't necessarily concern me as much as starting pitching does. My bigger concern about the bullpen is the use of the bullpen not over, the actual the
0: overuse and misuse and misuse
1: that, that is my concern yeah, it's not is,
0: just use it's uh, not that they're putting players in the game it's when they're putting players in the game and how they're putting them in the game and putting them in the best position to succeed which they're not always doing yeah
1: and and, and this is this is in my mind over analytics this is a situation where over analytics is yeah, that it, a thing it's now my phrase okay alright All right. <laughs> All right. Is, that's what they're doing is they're sitting there and everything is so analytics based that, that they think that putting a pitcher in for one batter because that particular batter is somebody that has the best chance of getting him out but the next guy is not somebody who has the best chance of getting out drives me nuts. Adam Morgan was a starting pitcher a couple years ago. It drives me nuts that when and, and I know he's had a rough couple games but before he went on the injured list he was lights out and having him only pitch to one guy and then taking them out of the game. First of all, you're making everybody a specialist. Yeah, and they're and they're warming these guys. It's not just their time in the game. So if they come into one batter, it's not just that. It's all the warm, constant warming up of these pitchers every day. There is no rest, and and there there has to be something done to make sure that you manage the bullpen better and put them in roles.
0: The bullpen has given up fifty six home runs. The six most homers of any team.
1: Oh, well, this team's launching pads. They I, are, I don't know what's going on.
0: They are on pace to give out 279 home runs. The major league record. They're a very giving team. The major league record set by the Reds is 258. Mm-hmm. And you can tell me that home runs are up in baseball. They are. Okay. Not the level that this team has given them up. They gave up five home runs last night, they gave up 10 extra base hits, five doubles, and five home runs. You have to try hard to give up that much.
1: Apparently they're not trying <laughs> that hard to give them up. So I'm of it's the opinion happened.
0: that they're not one player away. Yeah. They could get I agree a they could get a starting pitcher mm-hmm. and that may move people down, but I don't want to give up a Hazley or a Bohm to get a starting pitcher that's gonna be second or third in your rotation for a one year rental on a team that's barely gonna compete for the wild card.
1: Look, this this team is somewhat older. And they're not that old a team, but when you have guys like Hoskins and Harper and that crew, they're older, and when I say that, in relation to the Braves. The Braves have all of this young talent that's coming up. And I told you before the season, I thought the Braves were just going to be a better team when all these guys came up. They they just really have good prospects. The Phillies have prospects, okay? They don't have – everybody sits there and looks at it and goes, they don't have 50 prospects that are going to make the major leagues. You only need a handful, okay? Especially with you're tied up with a bunch of stars. You have Reese Hoskins, you have Bryce Harper, you have Rail Muto, you have Segura. There are guys on this team that now you need to fill the rest with younger players. And and Alec Boehm, if he continues on this meteoric rise that he's going through he'll be in, the third in, in a year. He'll be the third baseman next year, okay? And, and Do you and, put
0: Kingery at second and get yourself a legitimate center fielder or assume that uh, Andrew McCutcheon is I back? I would. No.
1: Well, you assume that McCutcheon is back, but you also probably have Hazley, or I still think that John Hernandez is, is a guy that could succeed at the major league level. Uh, you have Moniac, who is probably a year away. So you have those guys. Now the question is do you have the arms? You only have yeah. them if you don't trade them for short-term. Well, setup. that's it. I, I don't want to trade away the future for Madison, an older Madison Bumgardner. This is not Madison Bumgardner who won the World Series a no. couple of years ago. It's not the same pitcher. Zach Greinke. I know he's a great pitcher, but he can't. He he has an admitted anxiety issue. He's not going to do well in Philadelphia. My, my hope with that is if they do
0: that that mm-hmm. they would have to give up less because they're eating such a big number on his contract.
1: Yeah, but but do you want to give up Rosso and Damon Jones? I don't because Adonis I'm Medina? not seeing a
0: team on the field that's looking like it's going to turn it
1: around right. Right. Now. So but that my point is is that they have they have the pieces that if you're patient with development and when I say patient I'm not talking about 4 years down the road. I'm talking about next spring training. That so, I agree with you. Don't sell the farm, literally, in or, in order to chase a World Series this year, because you're not going to win the World Series. Can this I year. can I give you your Mets moment, by the way? What's
0: my Mets moment? July 1st was Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah. Do you know that they paid Bobby Bonilla
1: more this year than they paid their two All Stars? You know, every, Pete Alonzo and Jeff. You know, Depeau. we've been doing this for three years now. It's like you love this day.
0: I actually found out that there's twenty five contracts like that right now. Right. But Bobby money is so the one that everybody talks dead about. Dead money in them. Mm-hmm. Steven Strasberg starts getting paid ten million dollars a year in two thousand twenty. Right. For, for after that, for mm-hmm. like ten years. It's crazy.
1: But people will keep talking about Bobby Bunny.
0: Absolutely. Let's yeah. get a little soccer before we're done. Women's national team in the finals this Sunday. Uh, VAR making an impact. Oh stop. No, the interesting thing is it's not being used in the Gold Cup. Yeah, and there've been a lot of questionable calls that I think would have been overturned if it was being used. I'm so tired it's sort of, of replay. It's so I know you are I'm tired but, of it. But there are calls that are game turning mm-hmm. that are not being made. Okay. So you're you're perfectly happy with that error? I'm cool. All
1: right. Totally you know, cool with it. Human error. I'm good with
0: it. Did you watch the the semifinal game? I and did. the save that yeah. she made on the penalty kick. Uh,
1: look, I, I just think that this team is so much fun to watch. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know.
0: You're trying so hard to find a jersey for yourself.
1: Oh, I, I, look, I see lots of women go into sporting events wearing uh, jerseys of male athletes. Why can't, and I'm being serious about this, I'm not joking about
0: it. F- I found one for you. It's just going to take a little time to get there.
1: Why? Because it won't. It, Where is it
0: from? China? Uh, uh, no, not China, but a, a store someplace, apparently. Oh, okay.
1: I just think that there should be more availability for guys wearing women's ju- uh, t- players' jerseys. I understand. What do yeah. you think? You think they win it on Sunday? Yes.
0: You see, the Women's World Cup wants to expand the field now? Oh, they want to go from 24 to 32 teams next time. All right. The men's f- is already expanding from 32 to 48. Yeah, well, they you shouldn't what, even. You be know what playing that, in that you World know what Cup. that means? What the men's national team will make it next <laughs> year? <laughs> they're playing Sunday night against Mexico in the Gold Cup. Yeah, can Final. we talk Union for
1: a minute? Yeah, go ahead. Come on. So the Union is now in, f- in, 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 well, not now. They continue to be in first place. Now they're four points ahead of the DC United. So uh, With they won twenty, 20 they, games they,
0: in the book, only fourteen left.
1: They won against Orlando City at Orlando City. Uh, what was it Wednesday? Wednesday night, three to one. Uh, two more goals by Shabilko and I dare you I to just love that you're saying his name yes. now. And, and so they'll be playing again tomorrow night, only this time at home against Orlando. You going to go? Absolutely. Yeah, I
0: can't make we it will, with we will you, be there.
1: We will be there to cover it. Yeah, I got some family stuff I got to do, so it'll be you and your son. And, and I'm know. hoping it's sold out. I mean, that that place can be electric when it's full. It should be a nice yeah. night for a
0: game mm-hmm. and, and should be good down there. It looks like Andre Blake will be coming back after his stint with the Jamaican national team. That'll be awesome, team. yeah. So good to get your starting goaltender back. Mm -hmm. Um, Do have Jamiro Montero, who doesn't look like he's going to play after getting tackled spikes first. Yeah, but
1: now you have Wooten added to the team, so that'll be a big bonus. And Fabian made it in the game, so Uh it'll
0: be interesting to see what the rotation is. Jeff, any final thoughts? We got about 20 seconds left before we get off the air.
1: Oh, I'm going to go bet on the Knicks to win uh the— this summer league <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll, s- slips or it didn't happen jeff slips or it didn't happen thanks so much for joining us this week make sure to join us next friday night to help you start your weekend in style have a great one Bye bye